0: Shut
1: up, I love it. Shut up. I love it. Shut up. I love it. Let's get hot and yoga. Shut up. I love it. I'm Joe Cabello.
0: I'm Sasha Feiler. Happy birthday to me. You just gave away the um, topic of this episode.
1: Not necessarily. Yeah. Okay, this is
0: Shut Up. I Love it a podcast when we invite a special returning guest in this case to talk about something underrated, misunderstood, underrepresented, any of those things. Who is joining
1: us today, Joe? Well, I am so excited because we have a time two guest, not a two timer because that's a different thing, but a time, their time is two, it's second, their second mm-hmm. time. We're all following you. It is writer and voice actor, Ashaki Ayoka. What's up, Ashaki? I love
2: it. Hey, how are both of you doing? Great.
0: We're so excited to have you back. Tea and hot yoga, one of my two favorite things. You
1: gave it away, (laughs) (laughs) you, You gave
0: it away. You gave it away, Joe. And plus, it's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I'm allowed to yes. make- mistakes. Happy birthday.
1: I refuse to celebrate it on this podcast <laughs> right now just because release day, I'll send you some flowers, but since <laughs> the recording of this isn't on it, I refuse to celebrate it.
0: That's a good point. Um. So anyway, now that we twice <laughs> gave away the topic of the episode,
2: Ashaki, would you Hi, tell yoga. us-
0: again, What is this? <laughs>
2: yeah, so- Today, we're talking about hot yoga, which yes. is one of my favorite things. And it's essentially doing yoga, whether that's like a vinyasa flow within a heated room that's usually between like 80 to a, 108
1: degrees. Yeah. Insanity. And you two, as listeners know this about Sasha, and they probably know it about you as well, based off our tea episode, that you are the hot yoga masters. I know <sighs> nothing about it. I've been in a hot room, a, like not just a hot room, but one of those rooms that's designed to be hot at a Korean okay. spa. Those mm-hmm. are like 108 degrees sometimes, pretty insane. But I did not dare do anything but lay down in that room because <laughs> it's rough. So this is new to me. I'll need to enter your world.
0: Yeah. But- and I, and I feel like, first of all, with the whole 106, 108 degrees, I feel... Ashaki, don't you feel like sometimes those rooms get hotter than
2: that? Like, that's what they tell it you? It does. I feel, like, I feel like it's propaganda. Like, I feel like they're saying it's 108 because of, like, the whole 108 being a special number in yoga. But I'm like, is it really? Because it feels hotter than this.
0: Yeah, and I think especially when you put a lot of human bodies inside and they're all moving and breathing mm. and they're just exerting heat... Um, the air is just one hundred percent whatever that is in this case uh, hotter. And um, I know Hot Eight, the studio where I used to and occasionally still do teach hot yoga. They we, we heat up the rooms to one fifteen, but sometimes it just like ends up being you know lower or higher than that. But anyway, that's that's just to scare off all y'all people who don't want to even hear <laughs> yeah. about how hot it is.
1: I'm already like my pee is already orange talking about this because the dehydration <laughs> is settling in and I'm I'm probably have some sort of STD, but and my pee is beets. orange. You're eating beets. Yeah, <laughs> I eat beets just so I can ignore any blood in my urine and say, and blame it on the beets. <sighs>
2: Look, but you don't see any red flags because you're already eating beets, exactly. are, which are red.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that way I can just feel like, oh yeah, yeah, there's nothing medically wrong with me. It's just the beets, <laughs> even though it's clearly blood but all i'm saying is i'm scared of it like i literally would want to train for at least a week straight before i did hot yoga and by train i mean like drink 10 gatorades a day
2: feel like that would be more harm than good but
1: (laughs) (laughs) so do my doctors so maybe you guys should hang out and be friends but
2: you know what i did see a video of serena williams she basically put uh i don't know how many bottles of gatorade but a gigantic bottle of gatorade you know a lot of bottles of gatorade into a gigantic like two liter bottle with ice for hydration so maybe there's some method to the 10 bottles of gatorade
1: yeah if serena williams does it and
2: yeah right on
1: the topic of gatorade sorry to divert but there's gatorade and then there's like gatorade uh electrolyte plus which is kind of like their pedialyte version yeah which is supposed to be better for hydration and you know what just make the gatorade that like doesn't that make gatorade feel shitty right
0: i agree but but like people still have all this um emotional connection to the
2: original gatorade right so it's not going to suffer true True. i think so i think because if you drink it as a kid you're like oh it's totally fine even though there's a healthier version of it but it was fine when i was a kid
1: yeah and like just uh, it give it does the thing better you know it it gatorades better
2: it's that placebo effect of like this is way better than like the actual electrolyte one
1: yeah i guess so but anyways mm-hmm. that's that's my soapbox about gatorade but i will drink 10 of them to get into this let's talk a little bit more about hot yoga I want to know how you got into it.
2: Yeah. So how I got into it was not, I guess I would say is not the normal way that someone gets into yoga. So back in the day when I was in my early to mid 20s, I worked for a nonprofit that would serve underserved communities and at-risk youth and in particular the kids in Central Juvenile Hall in LA through yoga life skills Mm. and what that means is that they would go into Central Juvenile Hall and they would teach yoga to the kids and just by teaching yoga to the kids it's helping them to be more in tune with their bodies because of like certain traumas that they went through in their life. That ended up leading to them being in in such a space, they have like a traumatic association to their bodies and sometimes they have physical pain with their body there. I remember hearing about this one kid who was shot multiple times and had like seven gunshot wounds and through doing yoga that was offered through the through the nonprofit, he was able to not only like look at his body as a place of like where violent things happen, but be but look at his body as a place of healing and was able to start moving his body in a more um, in the way that he did before, like before the the violence that happened to him and in other cases, the company with the nonprofit, they would like offer free yoga to like underserved communities throughout L.A. to people who would normally wouldn't be able to afford yoga. They even um, they even had a yoga teacher program, pro- sorry, they even had a yoga teacher program in which they offered free yoga teacher training so that people would be able to have like a job as a yoga teacher. And they also offered like a variety of resources. And so for me, I had never taken a yoga class at that time at the time i simply couldn't afford to like join a yoga studio and i thought it had like this whole elitist things because only certain demographics of people in la were really doing yoga Say it. like that what kind of people <laughs> it was always the very wealthy white people who were doing yoga in la it really lululemon. was 100%.
1: lululemon 100
2: percent. i mean 100 or plus more dollars for like pants mm-hmm. to do exercising in it's not accessible if you're like low income or like barely like middle income and did it so they made seem... it accessible for everyone and so for me it was more so seeing how they were able to make a positive impact in various communities it allowed me to be more open and be like yeah i actually want to try this whole yoga thing and so um And so the owner of that company, she was affiliated with Bikram yoga and uh, amongst many other types of yoga, but she was affiliated with Bikram yoga. And so the first yoga class I had was actually a Bikram yoga class. And I think they don't use Bikram anymore as the term. I think it's all just the umbrella of hot yoga. (laughs) But at the time it was Bikram. And um, so the first yoga class I went into was this Bikram yoga class. Mind you, I had never actually done yoga. I just like knew of it. So I went into this class, saw it, sat in the center of the studio, which if you don't know, I'm just going to tell you, is the hottest location <laughs> of the studio. And I think Bikram, I want to say it's like 106 degrees. I don't remember, but it is definitely over 100 degrees. So here I am on this mat, not knowing what to expect. There are mirrors and everything. And you have people that are just like, I want to say down to their draws in there. And I'm just like, okay, what am I getting myself into? And so we start going through the motions, going through the whole like 26 and 2 postures in which they do... um 26 postures and they do it twice and they do it within that same sequence, but there's variations to each posture. I didn't know that (laughs) until I went there. (laughs) But after a time, I was just in there and because like I'm naturally flexible, there were certain postures that I could do more easily than others. But I was also dealing with this heat and the insanity of the heat and everything was just on fire. My mind was on fire and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. And then there is this moment where I realized I just have to kind of like focus on not like not focus on everything that's going on around me, but just kind of look inward and focus on myself. And then it's like my mind went quiet. And then I just started doing the postures and just kind of started doing the class. I mean, it was still hard. Don't get me wrong. And there were moments where I like where it was like, oh, my gosh, it's hot. And I was but then I centered myself and remembered not to focus on all of this like external Panic. stimulus. And yeah. everything just continued to be quiet. I felt more in tune with myself and with my body. And I survived the class at the end of the class my whole body was very shaky I definitely (laughs) like a lot of sweating took place but it also felt like my body wanted to reject everything that wasn't good inside of it and since then like I've done different like hot yoga classes like around that time and then just like different moments of my life and I've also done like non-hot yoga classes I also did like a yoga teacher training which was not hot yoga at all. So I've learned to appreciate other forms of yoga. But I would say hot yoga is that is like the one for me, it's like that one thing that will, it'll it's like a snap and it forces me to just like look inward, instead of like, experiencing all of this external stimulus.
0: That's so well put. I as a, you know, fellow yoga, high yoga practitioner, and before we get into anything, I want to just say like, we just dropped the B bomb, right? The B crumb thing, like, and, uh, the, you know, the reason is when I don't want to get into it, it is, but, you know, Bikram has been canceled right. of accusations of raping women. And so we're not by, by any means, are uh, we defending that man who brought hot yoga, hatha yoga specifically from uh, India to um, America or one of the people who brought it here? Um, but we are here to talking specifically about the yoga itself, the thou- many thousand year old yoga and what it's doing to us. So, um, but, yeah, but, you know, 26 and 2 or previously known as Bikram yoga is, to me, has also been like the cornerstone of yoga and just, you know, centering myself in general and my health, mental and physical. And if I do vinyasa flow, which is something probably listeners are more familiar with, if you do yoga, you probably start with like reg- regular room temperature vinyasa type of yoga that includes... um Uh, You know, like chaturangas, basically plank to push up to a little bit of a back bend and going back to that downward facing dog that never comes up in hatha yoga, the 26 and two postures. And, uh, you, you know, like to me, I need vinyasa yoga because I think it builds strength and reminds me of the building the muscles that I haven't like really used a lot. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's a posture I've never done before. Like, you know, the peak posture with vinyasa yoga would be like, oh, cool. Like, I have to balance on two arms while my butt is wrapping, like, my shoulders and my legs are extending forward, whatever the name of that posture. Like, so I get to experience those postures. But to me, like, the healing, what I, like, personal experience, healing and rejuvenation happens in a 26 and 2 90-minute hot yoga class where... I get to, uh, like, completely reset computer. Like, the computer gets reset, uh, all, all this stuff gets deleted from the hard drive, and we're ready and open to get, you know, uh, to get uh, new stuff in and new experiences and, like, live hopefully a better person.
2: Yeah, and it's like, I totally agree with that. And also, it's like, with the B word and everything that happened in relation to that, I definitely don't support any of that at all and um but it was just for the sake of like that's what it was called at that time same yeah i
0: just felt like yeah. we should have clar- clarified so people didn't take it yeah Some and
1: some people actually have no idea i'm sure mm-hmm. of the uh, controversy and yeah right which
2: i mean it. which would make sense depending on what stage in life or what year you start with yoga and it's like i also agree with like when it comes to vinyasa flow i definitely i mean I didn't really care for it until I did my yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started to like love it and appreciate it. Cause I, I agree, like, because of this whole hypermobility, I didn't understand that being hypermobile is not the same thing as strengthening your muscles. Yes. And through Vinyasa Flow, I definitely strengthened my muscles. I especially strengthened like my hip joints, mm-hmm. the hip, hip muscle, the muscles in my hip like my core my back like I felt like stronger as a person just even in my stature and I remember at the time I was doing swimming and the yoga teacher tree sorry I was doing swimming and the yoga teacher training at the same time and I would notice how how just that combination how there would be like strength in my movements how there'd be a better regulation of like my breathing and even like holding my breath longer and just kind of flowing through each movement. Whereas so I felt like I feel like for me, vinyasa flow is more like addressing my body. Mm. Whereas like Hatha and like hot yoga is like dealing with the mind and what's yes. happening internally. Mm-hmm.
0: And and then the f- the f- feeling of getting a new body afterwards is just like the bonus that you get on top of it.
2: Yeah, it does. Like, I feel like I went through a whole, like, rebirthing process of mm-hmm. like, okay, I like, like, new skin, new, like, new me, new, like, I just shed everything, and I feel rejuvenated. Same. And, um, yeah, and
0: it's only happened to me in the Hatha yoga, where in the second part of class, usually, which really is the last third of the class on the floor series, right, when you work the spine, Is where I usually towards that moment, I start seeing the same uh, patterns that I usually see um, when I'm on mushrooms. Like on the ground, on the floor, Mm -hmm. I start like coming at me like those same like ornaments and like like weird flowers and like animals like coming at me. And I'm like, okay, like my brain is getting into that zone.
2: Yeah, you know, Hmm. I have to think about it because I know for me, whenever I have mushrooms, it's a very different visual effect versus like when I'm when I'm doing hot yoga, but I feel like my mind is in the same space. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like in a it's like definitely in the same space, but different visuals happening, especially when it's more like a I feel like with mushrooms it's like the visuals of everything that's going on inside. And like with hot yoga, it's like the clearing of everything that's going on inside to like hone in on me. Absolutely. You're
0: putting words, uh, taking the words out of my mouth. Um, Joe, so we don't lose you completely. Um, uh, w- what have you always thought of hot yoga, like just hearing people until I started talking? Or maybe after I started talking about it every single episode on
1: shut up, I love it. i um, dangerous. I wondered how many people pass out or get violently ill. So I've always wanted to stay away from it for that reason. Obviously, it is uh, beneficial or else people wouldn't do it. But it does seem, I don't know, alarming in that way. Um, but we see a lot of these extreme style health things, like even um, ice water plunging mm-hmm. and things of that nature, that um, are getting more and more popular now. And it seems there is something to, you know, taking your body to a sort of extreme um which is nothing new, right, even with, like, en- anything endurance, but with these temperatures especially, um, the heat seems even crazier to, to me than the cold, you know, or scarier, I should say. So that's, that's what I've always felt about I was like, I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> Would you rather go into very hot, whatever uh, the equivalent is, like in a hot room doing hot yoga, or plunge
1: yourself into the hot lake or cold lake, ice cold? Oh, it's an interesting question because they, um, those are potentially different time limits, right? Like you wouldn't stay in the lake <laughs> for an hour. You would, you know, potentially plunge and maybe for five or ten minutes. And that would probably be pushing it even, I would think, with like some things I've heard with ice plunges versus doing an hour of moves and movements in the, hot, the heat. So I think I would do the plunge just for the the timing (laughs) but there is something that sounds very intoxicating about this like pushing yourself to that breaking point to where you are just like totally in your body and almost it sounds like the ego is completely gone you're just there and not thinking about bullshit you're just with yourself it sounds really interesting
0: What do you think of the whole ego thing? Ego versus... Because Ashaki, I'm asking you. Because there's definitely a thing of like losing ego, hopefully. But then there's a lot of people in yoga community that do have uh, inflated ego, I would say, in general. Like, what are your observations on that topic?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that kind of goes back to the whole like... Before working for the nonprofit, just thinking that yoga was like a very elitist thing because there are some people who get a super inflated ego because they're able to like do standing splits and like do scorpion and all of these other very advanced moves and that's amazing but those people in my opinion have lost sight of what the purpose of yoga is and quite frankly it's like I believe that yoga is something that should be accessible to everyone and everyone doing yoga will express it differently because every body is very unique and for me it's not about having an overinflated ego it's about being more in tune with you and being more honest with you in that moment right because just to give a very Extreme example, let's say that you're able to do the splits like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but on Thursday, it's just not happening and Friday is not happening. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that on Friday, your body is just like, we're not doing the splits today. It's really about in that moment of not necessarily forcing and pushing yourself in a harmful way, but just kind of like coming to accepting what your body is saying and what your mind is saying in that point in time and in that point in space. And it's and to that degree, it's not about boasting like, "Oh, I did this and oh, I did that." And I'm so in tune with the spiritual realm that I'm a guru. It's I believe that's the opposite of what yoga is supposed to be.
0: Absolutely, I find that, and I feel like you know what, Demi Moore. For some reason, I'm bringing her up, but like I remember that was her quote about uh, uh, 26 and two. The hatha yoga is that people come in like to a lot of you know yoga classes, kind of having all these desires to look good you know like um to perform well especially in the standing series in the beginning and then they all find themselves just on the ground sweaty like ugly um you know uh probably not feeling yet <laughs> yet 100 awesome because you're really just working through some stuff right and uh that's
2: like
0: it really does you know Kind Of you, you, the ego dies. Hopefully, that's what this yoga does. That a vinyasa class doesn't necessarily have a chance to do, but in the really hot, really hot, I'm gonna say it really hot, uh, not just 80 degrees, but in a really hot 90 minute yoga class, uh, you will come out, um, probably less uh, thinking about yourself and more connected to like the, the the source within you. If that makes any sense, yes, that makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. And it seems that someone could have that experience where they lose their ego and then still have the, in other terms, ego afterwards of being like, look how great I am for having achieved that. So I do think there are even slightly different terms of ego or at least uh, concepts of ego that we're kind of talking about there. Um, I think there are a lot of those. I mean, Bikram was an egomaniac. 100%. um, Guy, (laughs) just period. Um, But I'm sure he in doing his practice you know would lose his ego in the moment um i mean who knows you would
2: hope so and i guess i can also say it's like with the 26 and 2 and then also in some hot yoga studios in general it's like having a massive mirror where you can literally look at the entire class it's for some people it could be easy to like not hone in on yourself and focus on like oh this person's doing like a handstand for example look at how cool they are look at how amazing they are but you don't know if they've been practicing for the past three years you don't really know their story and then after class you go up to them but you have 20 people go up to them like oh you were so amazing it's really it's kind of like a it can be a slippery slope for some people that They can have the inflated ego because you're literally looking at your entire class with this gigantic mirror, as opposed to focusing on yourself. And it sounds like you have been in a position of
0: somebody being very flexible and just being able to get in the backbend that other people can't do, right? Yeah. You can't help, but you feel your ego slightly inflated. I'm I'm, I'm
2: like, we're literally talking about myself, like, (laughs) 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 well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like that double edged sword of like, being self confident, but not being cocky about it. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I got into this backbend. But did I earn this backbend? But do I have to earn this backbend? And yet, and yet, you know, you bring yourself to the mat,
0: however, you are that day, and it's always going to be different. And you know, like I struggle with ego. You know, I know that it would be a lie if I said I don't. And I struggle with the fact that I am pretty good at yoga. Like, I don't know if I'm the best, but there's, I stand out. I love that you even
1: said I don't know if I'm the best. Yeah, well, I I stand out (laughs) (laughs) after room,
0: especially after doing yoga for many years. But like, I stand out in the room full of yogis usually. And it it is, it is, it is a curse in in itself, you know, because um, the best class is not where I was able to hold standing head to knee longest, but it's where I feel the most cleanse coming out of that class, you know, and, um, and it's just something I have to always work with, you know, like, and it would be a lie for me to just be like, no, I don't compare myself. I try not to, right. But it's hard to not compare yourself to other people around you. Yeah. But, but it's just like I feel like all yogis talk about like hot yogis talk about it, <laughs> just being like, that's just what's gonna happen. Usually, A type personalities is, and hopefully, I'm not super A like too crazy, A but A type personalities are usually the ones who kind of get into hot
2: yoga. Usually, I know, but it's like I'm not an A type personality. <laughs> I want to say it, I would say at most, I'm like a soft A type personality, soft, mm, soft but it's like I would say. For me personally, whatever whatever goal I have for myself, I hold myself to the higher st- the highest standard of it. And I also feel like it's never good enough, but I also feel like I'm pretty great, but it's never good enough. Sure, sure, sure. No, it's never good yeah, enough, by the so, way. Mm-hmm. But with that, in that regard, though, I wouldn't say that I'm an A-type personality because I do know A-type personality people and I'm just like, I support them. I admire them. I'm not them. <laughs> But I think in that regard, it's just like, man, I feel like with hot yoga, well, you know what? I think with the whole vinyasa flow aspect of it, I want to say it's it's easier to fall into that slippery slope for me to, like, potentially going into, like, an ego situation. Mm -hmm. And I have to be more aware of that because it's really about, like, how long can I hold this posture? How deep can I go into this posture? How efficiently am I doing this posture? How great is my body like... Like my muscles are toning and strengthening in doing this thing? And, and because it is like... For me, it is a whole situation of like... It's really benefiting my physical self. Mm-hmm. and But then you also have somebody that it will simply... They'll just simply be better at doing a posture than you, regardless of like of anything you do, you might try the same thing for like 50 years, there will always be somebody that's like, that appears, you know, that's the more accurate statement, Mm -hmm. there will always be someone that appears to be doing it better than you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that could be for any number of reasons, it could just be that their body is more in alignment to do that to express that pose deeper. It might just be that they practice for 70 years instead of 50. It's just like, and that's kind of where I have to remind myself. And I feel like in in vinyasa flow, I have to remind myself more to focus in on my breathing in order to focus in on the body and not really care about what's happening on other people's mats.
0: Yes, um, and I got really cocky myself during pregnancy because I couldn't do hot yoga. For me, it was like, too too much of a hot, state, uh, hot high stakes and hot stakes situation. Uh, although I know some people successfully do hot yoga throughout pregnancy, and so I went to cold vinyasa room and I would just modify as I go on like a regular like level two vinyasa class and I would just modify everything. And so I became someone like a local, very local, like limited to like 30 people, like celebrity at that yoga studio. And I like really, you know, got my, I think, you know, special status, you know, kind of got to me, I feel like. And the, uh, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just telling you how yoga is constantly connected to me with my ego struggle. But I feel like it's not about like becoming for me suddenly a person who has like very small ego. I think it's about like, just kind of knowing that this is who I am and how do I rein in that part of my personality in the way that it's not destructive of myself or others, but it serves maybe like more as like a a leadership or confidence or other things that are positive and like directed at helping other people as opposed to making it all about like, you know, uh, Sasha is the best kind of thing. Um, But what's interesting about yoga in general, especially hot yoga is that whatever the demons you're dealing within to me is the ones that they're going to show up on the mat and you learn to see like the on the on the macro level what's happening and what are the thoughts thoughts that cross your mind during difficult times on the mat and then you uh, can zoom out and easily see how that really you know your humanity imperfect humanity manifests itself uh in in a a different
2: off-the-mat situations as well in the same way
1: yeah, it seems there's and less room. And then it's like
2: something that I learned between like the my boss at the nonprofit and even a yoga teacher t- training. If all that you can really do at that point in time is just show up on the mat and sit there or lay there, whether it's like hot yoga or vinyasa flow, then that's enough for you, right? If all you're doing is like, I'm just going to sit here or lay here and try to adjust to the heat, that's pretty valid. And if you can't there shouldn't be anyone trying to force you to do more than what you're capable of doing in that moment right there and that's different from like somebody probably challenging you to say like okay do you want to try to go into a deeper expression of that pose versus like no you have to do this thing if all you're really comfortable with in that moment is like look i'm not used to hot yoga i don't even like the heat i'm just going to sit here by the by the window by the door and just try to try to tolerate the heat then that's completely acceptable and that's completely fine and that's what benefits you in that moment and i think that's just like one of the things with like doing yoga from whether you're practicing it yourself at home or in a studio or you're teaching it is just really trying to avoid avoid doing things that are like wrong whether it's like wrong for your ego wrong for your body wrong for like wronging and like creating like a negative or just um competitive
1: atmosphere yeah yeah it should uh, be competition between of yourself hey can i do better or like be honor myself more versus the rest of the room and it seems hot yoga allows for that a little bit more than vinyasa yoga where we do naturally see you know there's a lot of oh let me pose better than the rest of the class but Mm -hmm. if you're struggling and it's hot you're not even worried about that you're like nope Mm -hmm. let me just do me
2: yeah it's just like yeah let me just survive the heat Mm -hmm. and sometimes also if you get cocky early
0: on if you forget that this is uh the 90 minute class is uh a marathon not a sprint you're gonna get got like By like, balancing postures by like, you know, standing head to knee or standing bow, you're going to be like, 20 minutes in, I think I pushed myself already too hard. And if you didn't do that, then like, by the time you're doing camel, you're skipping like postures, which is something you probably is a sign that you Mm -hmm. pushed yourself too hard early on.
2: Yeah. And then and so that's when it becomes really dangerous, right? It like it does become physically dangerous. If you decide to push yourself doing certain postures, because you're just like, Oh, look at me, maybe not look at me, but it's just like, Oh, I could do this, and I could do that. And I'm like the best and you kind of go so hard at something that by the time you're at the latter portion of the class, you're so burnt out, your muscles are so stress are so stressed out. And now you're doing other postures because the thing about a yoga class is that you're building upon different sequences from the first one to like the middle one to the last one. And so all of these uh, postures are intentional. And when you like overexert yourself, and you become tired, and you're exhausted, you may not hold that second to last posture in a way that's safe enough to prevent you from hurting yourself. Whereas instead of like, if you're just kind of like, not necessarily calm but just doing what was right for you and not trying to show off that by the time you get towards the end you're just like i'm tired but i can do this thing or i'm tired and i can't do it but i'm not gonna force myself to do it in a way that's harmful i could do a modification even
0: yeah and originally I was always... You know, I started personally, you know, with vinyasa yoga, like most people. Then I randomly tried out hot um, hot yoga and realized that this is going to be with me probably, hopefully, for the rest of my life. And after that, uh, during the pandemic, I realized, oh, wow, I can't do hot yoga. And then the pandemic is not going away. It's the lockdown. And so I started doing online classes. Or And then, strangely, I started doing 26 and 2 in the cold, like room temperature and my um sensei mika started teaching at the time from japan um who is a 26 and two teacher and she's fantastic um uh but mika started teaching like sort of like the room temperature version of it, and i feel like all of us like learned from it so i would like take class with amazing japanese yogis and uh mika's mom to uh hiromi-san and and so it just became like a very communal beautiful thing where i would take 26 into and two often in japanese but you would know what the postures are and so you just don't even have to look at it and it became like a thing of like well, I don't have to look at the screen because i know what she's saying i know what comes next you know like the sort of quote unquote the dialogue so um in, you know and th- that also became like a fun experience there's definitely a very communal experience to yoga in general and to the 26 and 2 community uh although there's definitely different levels of um how, uh, you know, they're still maybe attached to the whole Bikram history of it or not, but um, the community and love for yoga is something I can connect connect with just that part with any person who is taking high, you know, hot yoga. Like, I don't care what walk of life they are. Like, if we're talking about, did you die in this class yesterday? I was in a class that was like pretty hard for me, but not the hardest one, but still hard. <laughs> And this lady was talking uh, to our teacher John, who is amazing, and she was saying how uh, she died in class. I was like, "Oh, was that the class that you died in?" And she's like, "Oh yeah." And we're like, "Oh cool." But then you like you reborn, and here, like it was just like a normal conversation. And my friend Natasha. Who for the first time took 90 minutes with me was standing there like, what are you even talking about? Cause she had a really good first class, which a lot of people do, but not everybody. Um, and I was like, no, if you keep taking these 90 minute classes, you will understand what it means. Like just to
2: casually say, did you die in
0: this class? Oh, I died today. I didn't die. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and that's a real thing. And I feel like I i mean, I do love the yoga community. And now that I've like experienced like other forms of like yoga, and found like the specific like types of yoga that vibes better with me, I truly appreciate the yoga community and the people that are in it. And just like, yeah, it's like, did I die in class today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not today, but I did last week.
1: Mm hmm
0: yeah i'm up for i'm up for a death you always know when it's like you haven't had one in a while you're like it's coming
2: oh it's coming it's been too long that's <laughs> how i feel i feel like whenever i do like the next like hot yoga class or like i feel like by the third one somewhere in there
1: mm-hmm.
2: somewhere in there that's the one that's gonna take me out right because when you come back from a break joe this is very interesting
0: i don't know how you think of that but like you would think coming from a break haven't had an like like say you haven't done yoga you were sick or something for two weeks you're going back to the hot room You would think that's the first hot yoga class is gonna be hard but that's actually usually goes okay but the second time you come back like two days later or like shaki says like third time like another two days later is when you're gonna like die i don't know why it's either your muscles remember how hard it is or like your body is so dehydrated and you're unable to rehydrate fully i don't know
2: i don't know why either it's like maybe it's a combination of all the above because i mean I would say now that I'm like looking back at everything and now that I'm trying to be better about hydration, I would probably start hydrating more, maybe two days before. Yeah,
1: one is not enough. Yeah, that was going to be my question of water intake before and after. Um, But just with that um, whole thing, I think adrenaline has a lot to do with that that it does that that first class i bet you have higher adrenaline even if it's you're not like oh yeah (laughs) like you're not feeling that way i think you do come into it like your body knows okay what's what's up we're scared let's do better Mm -hmm. but let's talk water intake because that is where i'm like how much water are you drinking to get through this I also want to ask you, but saying 26 and 2 a lot, do you have to do 23 and me first before you get to 26 and 2? <laughs> no, or but those? somebody
2: must must have made that joke
0: before. <laughs> I
2: feel like somebody did. I feel like somebody did a 23 and me, and then they realized, you know what, that's why I'm pretty great at yoga because of my 23 and me results. I, I will tell you there is a connection because I did a 23 and me recently,
0: and they said, very likely to sweat a lot during exercise. And I was like, no shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. especially when you do that
0: yeah i'm always like the person who gets drenched at the same time with large tall man like i'm the same per- i'm like i'm not, and i'm like and i'm the woman in the room who is drenched and then i look all day like smaller like women around me and i'm like they are like their hair is perfect
2: what is happening they're dry <laughs> Look, I I honestly wonder that for myself. It's like I have braids most of the time. So it's like at least my hair looks decent. But like I'll go on a power walk, sweat. I'll yeah. do like any form of like anything that's super intense, drenched in sweat. Like my coworkers and I, we did like laser tag and I was the only person that was like drenched in sweat. That's me. It's doesn't yeah, take I'm a long. sweaty,
1: sweaty work. dude as well. So yeah, how many times can you even do this like let's say in you know, a 7-day period or would you want to mm-hmm. and like cuz you're saying you'll drink water, you know, a lot of water 2 days before so yeah, what's all that so, look like?
2: I mean like so for me, I have never done 7 days consistently before. I would like to cuz I know that there's some people that will do it like for a month straight and I admire those people. I'm not one of them. I'm not there oh. yet and i think a part of it is that like it really just purges everything out of me and so the time it takes to kind of like replenish my body with like beneficial nutrients is what i would say i think doing it for seven days straight would be too much unless i was like more consistently doing hot yoga in general because like so for me what what usually happens especially within like the first like one two or or three classes is that my body will just be like what just happened i need to get rid of everything that's bad because i need to try to i try to adjust to like this whole hot yoga thing and in that regard it i might just have like i might just be physically too tired tired in the sense of like I just want to relax I just want to sleep I don't want to do a yoga class tomorrow because my body's just like no and spend that day like rehydrating rehydrating and I feel like if I hydrated better with um with electrolytes then it wouldn't have such a heavy purge effect at the end of the yoga class mm. and so I think for that it's a combination of like, How much water do you know you need to like feel good at the end of a workout in general and then now how much water do you feel like you need because you're working out but you're also in a heated room so you're losing water and then how much water do you need after that workout yeah so for me i feel like that would be like at least three times my baseline amount of like water consumption. Oh, yeah,
0: I find myself more in some way, but like taking everything I agree with everything you're saying taking into account, like how my body also needs to like have a day of no hot yoga. But, um, but generally, I am more hydrated when I do hot yoga consistently, because like, I'm reminded of like, just re- like hydrating, hopefully constantly. Yeah, you're
1: taking the effort. Yeah, because you
0: normally I'm like, I don't like water. But when you do hot yoga consistently, you love water. You're like, water is tasty. I want it. (laughs) Uh.
2: Yeah. And it's like the other thing is like, so it's like I do like water, but it's like, I don't know how much water is enough water for me unless I'm doing something active. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'll be drinking water and I'll be drinking more water. And now I have to pee all the time. So I guess I'm hydrated. But when I'm actually like doing hot yoga or anything active, but especially hot yoga, I'm not necessarily like peeing all the time, but I am drinking more water all the time. Yeah, and so I have... kind of like your body tells you body your body tells
0: you body is more just in general like just your body is just telling things more like it's telling don't drink alcohol, don't like you mm-hmm. know it's telling you like like I stopped drinking pretty much not like I I don't know if I was a drinker but like pretty much when I started doing hot yoga but um and not for everybody but for me it, it was definitely like a let's st- be healthy just like my body like I don't want to go in the hot room and be hung over it mm. doesn't feel good and I have done this is like not to show off at all because I didn't love those experiences but I did have a 30-day challenge I've done it twice and I always felt like it's because the teachers were pushing me both of those times I did not want to do it 30 days in a row and uh, it's like I I I I overstep my bound like my physical boundaries and like like it was too much and I was like weak and there would be times when I'm like crawl inside the house and my husband is like you're doing too much freaking hot <laughs> yoga like <laughs> like slow down and so I don't actually think the thirty day challenge is for everybody you know I I don't I, I think some people again maybe people who maybe I don't know people who don't sweat a lot or whatever. There's there's ways people maybe control themselves better in the room, uh, with how much exertion they perform. But to maybe it's good for them to do thirty day challenge consistently. For me, it's I don't miss it. I don't think I'll ever do it again. Where my mind is right now. Yeah, four to five five days maximum a week. Four days is a sweet
2: spot for me. What about you? I feel like that makes sense to me. I feel like the most that I might do it might be like three days in a row but by the right. fourth day i'm like i don't really know mm-hmm. about that yeah like a bit yeah i don't you know yeah my body's like all right do we really need to Same. do this yoga class right now because yeah. it's not gonna happen
1: seems unnecessary at this point.
2: yeah like mm-hmm. i mean so i mean just me naturally i generally need a rest day Mm -hmm. I need like a physical and a mental like rest day to just like stop and just relax and recover and so for like doing hot yoga which I mean takes a lot out of me in general is just to kind of do it back to back to back to back to back I think it's too much because there have been some classes where I walked over there walked out of there like gosh I need to throw up I need to go find the toilet sure like I am shaky like I need a I had to quickly get home and take a shower. And who's going to drive? Yeah, exactly. I'm the one that's (laughs) responsible. I'd be worried about that. Yeah, Yeah, it does become that thing. It's like, if I were to do seven days straight, can I safely make it home? Or can somebody carry me? (laughs) Right. And if you're working, if you're working and you have like a full-time something going
0: on, like a job or raising a child, whatever that may be, you are, you're just not going to take enough care of yourself to be able to do that. Like, you're just not
2: no it's not and it's like look i i support and admire the people who can do it Mm -hmm. consistently and that's just what works for them but it doesn't work for me and it's also like at that point it's also kind of going back to the whole ego thing and just like the hot yoga cleansing my mind it's just like why am i forcing myself to do something that's so aggressive on my body by doing it for seven days straight yep right Mm -hmm. and because i mean the main the main purpose of hot yoga for me is more about the mental aspect of it. And at that point, if my body is just like suffering because I've been doing this for seven days straight, and maybe I haven't like caught up with like my water and electrolyte intake, it's just like it's no longer helping my mental state because my body's just like all alarms are going off at that point. Yeah. Uh,
0: Joe, is there anything you think we haven't covered? And Ashaki, please tell us
1: as well um or should we go to the ratings Thank i think, think i've listening. learned enough to never try it <laughs> okay my, Wait, e- my ego says it. that i am not strong enough um but yeah any last thoughts Ashaki, before we get into that the ratings
2: yeah, yeah i mean once again i just want to say that you know i think yoga is for everyone but finding the right kind of yoga for you is the key and doing it in the safest way possible for you is also the key so Good absolutely advice. um like for example for my husband
0: yin yoga is what he's made for like hot yin yoga where he just stays in the same
2: like pose for like 15 minutes like literally it's yeah. the best thing for him yeah yeah it's like i how do I feel about yin? I feel like for yin yoga, I believe in it, I support it, and I appreciate it. But it's always like I feel like a screaming toddler every time I have to go do yin. <laughs> and then I do it, now i just like, "Oh, why was I like fighting and screaming to do this thing?" Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I'm again, I'm not here to judge yin yoga, but um I feel like the 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 ringing of my soul and my body happens more in the the more we yang type of yoga.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, Same here.
0: How do how do the ratings work, Joe? Thank you. They work
1: as such. We are gonna rate hot yoga on a scale of zero to ten using something else as our basis of comparison. So that something else could be another type of yoga. Hey, yin yoga, let's say, that you say is a two out of ten. So compared to that hot yoga is a ten out of ten. Or you could choose something totally random like a nice warm hug. Is a ten out of ten, and
0: perfect temperature. This
1: hot yoga is not a hug. It's a one out of ten. And if that doesn't make sense, Sasha and I will go first.
0: Do you want to go first, Joe?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. I'm gonna um, rate it against something else that I'm not interested in trying out of fear, (laughs) and that would be endurance running. Mm -hmm. You know, when you not just marathon, but when you're really, really running, like twenty-four hour. Of running, Oh, you know, like yeah, my, a friend things.
0: of mine, her husband does that, where well, you run for like three days or something. Yeah, straight, stuff right? like yeah.
1: that. Uh, and I guess even a, uh, to me, a, a even a 5k would be endurance running th- for me. So that, I'm not interested in that. I think it, it seems like it's bad for you to run that much. But what do I know,
2: mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to give that a one out of 10. Other than uh, if you're maybe running somewhere pretty, like the woods, that could be cool
0: usually mountains they usually do it yeah yeah
1: and then if you Mm -hmm. twist your leg you're screwed get eaten by foxes um hot yoga you know there's so much of it that appeals to me there really is i think i actually like would try it at some point in the future as much as i said i wouldn't before but i think especially having this conversation about you know it's not about needing to go in there and do it perfectly it's like just do it in whatever way you can. That makes me feel more comfortable in attempting it. Um, So although I'm not excited by it, (laughs) I will try it. I'll give hot yoga a 6 out of 10.
0: Woo! 6 out of 10. I was going to say 4 max we get here.
1: Well, you know, it's just because it's not for me does not mean I think it doesn't have value. So this is one of those cases.
0: We don't judge the scale here, as you know.
1: The scale is what it is. The scale is it. the scale. Chocolate <laughs> chip cookies.
0: <laughs> I will rate uh, hot yoga, specifically hatha yoga, against... Um, I'm going to uh, rate it against another thing that we discussed. is taking mushrooms. And uh, it's both of these things, to me, is what Bill Hicks, uh, the late Bill Hicks, used to call clean, cleaning of the windshield, like the third eye. Uh, he talked about specifically mushrooms and taking, you know, um, psychedelics. I include hot yoga experience into that as well. So uh, to me, it's a much milder experience than taking mushrooms because I really, you know, if you take a lot of mushrooms, which is what I've done a couple of times, like you may end up in the places you don't want to be and they may be good places, but you just didn't want to be there. They are may not be for humans and I've done been those places where I was like I should not have asked to come here I don't want to be here with these other beautiful entities they're so much more powerful than me my brain cannot handle it my brain my human brain cannot handle it and so um as much as I love uh psychedelics um I also don't miss it I'm not addicted to it and I mean it in a good way. I, I'm not, like, my soul is not addicted to it. Um, but I count those experiences very forming to me. If um, taking mushrooms is an 8, then hot yoga is a
1: 10. Wow, beat out mushrooms. Crazy. Yeah,
0: well, you know, it's just, like, again, it's, like, addiction and it's a misuse of the word. But it, it's the best way to, you know, like, use that word. is like, really say like how you're addicted. Like, your body starts missing it, your mind misses. And you're, like why have i been this way that i don't like to be and you're like because i haven't got a freaking high yoga in like x amount of days like that's usually what it is and i'm like why is sasha getting like that well because sasha needs to freaking cleanse the cleanse the the you know the third eye remember what's going on so and my husband also knows he's like you need to go to yoga so um you know that's that's just me most importantly what about you ashaki
2: so, hmm, I thought about it and I'm going to use ice swimming because it combines something that I really love with something that I really hate. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I love swimming. Love. Yeah. yeah, so I really love swimming. Swimming and hot yoga are like a tie for me because they have like the same benefits like internally. Oh but the cold, the ice, I can't. I'm just like, you know, what? just it's over for me. I can't do it. So, and I asked myself, would I ever do ice swimming or would I ever do a triathlon, but you have to swim in icy waters? And I just, the answer is no. (laughs) I just can't bring myself to do it. So as much as I love swimming, because swimming and hot yoga are tie for me, I'm just like, I can't, I can't with the ice. So I want to say ice swimming is a one. Mm -hmm. It should probably just be a zero. Oh, you allow (laughs) it to be a zero. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so ice swimming is a zero. <laughs> I will just support people who do mm. it, whereas hot yoga is a 10.
1: This is it's, High it's, score.
2: Yeah, it's
0: like wide of a range as we get from zero to 10. I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. Well, Ashaki, thank you so much for like, humoring me and coming back on the podcast, talking about one of my favorite things in the world. Um, what a nice conversation again. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug?
2: Yeah, well, I want to say thank you both for like inviting me back because I had such a great and wonderful time. And of course I want to talk about my podcast, Protect and Kill, and my other podcast, Watermelon Break Room. Great. Find them in the description of the episode.
0: Joe, what's happening to you?
1: You could check out JoeCabeo.com. My graphic novel, Bottoms Up, is fully out there on we're Etsy, waiting. on Amazon. I know I have to drive it over to you. I will soon. But gas prices are so expensive. Thanks, Biden. But the um, we're going to <laughs> be selling that all day, every day. So go check it out.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this awesome track. Ah. Oh.